Aloha and welcome to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Today I'm delighted to be speaking with internationally recognized destiny achievement expert Peggy McColl, a New York Times best-selling author and an expert in helping experts create products, make money online, and create bestsellers. Peggy has been realizing her purpose to make a positive contribution to the lives of millions of others. She has been inspiring individuals, experts, professional athletes, and organizations to reach their potential for the past 25 years. She is the president and founder of Dynamic Destinies Incorporated, an organization that trains individuals, authors, entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, and employees in some of the most compelling and strategic goal-setting technologies of our times. Her first book, Your Destiny Switch, was published by Hay House, followed by 21 Distinctions of Wealth, and her newest book, Be a Dog with a Bone, was just released. Peggy hosts her own weekly talk show, Attracting Abundance, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. on hayhouseradio.com, where an archive of the show is also available for seven days. Peggy is the creator of the audio programs Magnet for Money, Turn Fear into Faith, Power of Emotions, The Eight Proven Secrets to Smart Success, and the Magnet for Money Intensive Program, all of which have sold in more than 30 countries worldwide. Peggy has earned a reputation for being the gold standard in online book promotion. Her marketing strategies and successful campaigns have been praised by authors and publishers alike and are on the cutting edge of direct-to-consumer book promotion and have resulted in book sales of tens of thousands of copies. Peggy's e-marketing campaigns have driven dozens of books to the top of the bestseller lists. Her deep passion is to help others achieve their goals. Peggy's work has been endorsed by some of the most renowned experts in the personal development field, including Neil Donald Walsh, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Jim Rohn, Mark Victor Hansen, Carolyn Mace, Greg Braden, Debbie Ford, and many others. Peggy? Please visit Peggy's website to learn about her resources for attracting abundance and sign up for her free Achieve Your Goals newsletter at destinies.com. That's destinies.com, D-E-S-T-I-N-I-E-S.com. That's destinies.com. If you're ready to discover how to attract more abundance into your life, become more expansive, more fulfilled, more inspired, and more empowered to create positive change in your life, then today's show is for you. Peggy McColl will teach you how to attract more of the good that you desire into your life. Whether you desire an increased flow of money or to create and enjoy more balance and fulfillment in any area of your life, Peggy is a rich resource for all the tools, strategies, and techniques you will need to create prosperity in your life. You have the ability to tap into your own inner source of power to magnetically attract what you desire. Listen in and find out how you can access your inner power to create your desire your desires now. Please welcome to the show my guest, recognized destiny achievement expert, Peggy McColl. Welcome to the show, Peggy. It is such an absolute joy to have you with us. Well, thank you so much, KG. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm happy to serve. Oh, great. 
Please tell us something about yourself and your journey, Peggy. Well, my journey into the self-help field began 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and at the time I was a very insecure, unhappy, miserable teenager, not the kind of person you really like to be around. Wow, and really? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I really felt that my life's misery was somebody else's fault mm-hmm. and that it you know, must be someone else's fault that my life wasn't working, mm-hmm. that I hated my job and I didn't have any money and mm-hmm. I already began accumulating debt and was having challenges with relationships. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Bob Proctor came into my life. Mm-hmm. I was working for a corporation mm-hmm. and they hired him to be a kickoff speaker for an event we were having. It, mm-hmm. it was like an annual, let's you know, have the year launched in a very positive way so they had Bob Proctor come and speak to the mm-hmm. employees mm-hmm. and I happened to be in the audience and Bob Proctor said something that day that forever changed my life. Wow, lucky you. That was <laughs> It was uh, it was a life-changing experience. What he said was, you cannot escape from a prison unless you know you're in one. Mm. And he was talking about the prison of our emotions and mm. how we literally trap ourselves or lock ourselves away in these miserable emotions Mm. without even realizing it. I mean, being completely blind that we're doing it and that we're not really in a prison, Mm -hmm. but we think we are and Mm -hmm. we think someone's locked the key and thrown it away, Mm -hmm. where in fact, if we just pushed the door, we'd find that it would open. (laughs) It was never locked in the first place Mm -hmm. and that we're the ones that are in control of escaping Mm -hmm. from that misery. And so it was on that day that these ideas were implanted in my brain, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow. You know, and that clicked for you. It did. It definitely mm-hmm. clicked. Yeah. It was just like, there's, there's got to be something more to this, and if I want my life to change, I have to change. I thought everything outside of me needed to change first. Mm-hmm. So but you shift. You had a shift. Major. Yes. So uh, could you tell us something about your New York Times bestselling book, Your Destiny Switch? What is a destiny switch? Well, your destiny switch is based on the understanding that within every one of us, we have switches like a dimmer switch on the wall. And if you Mm -hmm. imagine a dimmer switch, it goes up and down. And when it's in the highest position up, it illuminates all the light in the room. And when you push that switch, that dimmer switch down to the bottom, Mm -hmm. obviously the light's turned off. It's dark in the room. And so what I came to realize is that my emotions go up and down, Mm -hmm. just like a switch. And that I'm the one that controls it, whether it's going to go up and whether it's going to go down. No one mm-hmm. else controls my emotions. Mm-hmm. also realize that we have a variety of different emotions. You know, we have the emotion of faith. We have the emotion of love. We have the emotion of confidence. We have the emotion of worthiness. We have the emotion of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so by understanding, like coming to a place of understanding how our emotions work, mm-hmm. how they are playing such an important role in what we're creating or destroying in our lives, I decided to stay focused on positive emotions on a very regular basis, meaning daily, mm-hmm. creating some disciplines in my life that mm-hmm. would ensure I was I was uh, operating or functioning at high levels of emotion, which is the positive side of mm-hmm. things. And that's when things really made a uh, mm-hmm. big, big shift for me. Mm-hmm. And how long did it take before you really noticed? Well, it's really been a several years. I don't, I don't think we ever really stop. It's kind of like if you mm-hmm. get your body. I mean, I began noticing right away. Yes. It wasn't long before. The the change was inevitable. Yes. But when uh, it's, it's like an airplane that takes off from one destination heading for another. If you just make a slight shift 
mm-hmm. in the destination, uh, it will have a big impact on where you actually land ultimately. And it's the same thing with us. When we make the small shift, small shift, small shift, mm-hmm. small shift, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. make big changes in, in our ultimate. And all that positive oh. feedback about those deciding to make that change helps yeah. you continue, right? <laughs> That's right. That's it exactly. Yeah. It's like if you know people say to me, well, how do I begin? And, and uh, you know, if I'm not used to doing this or, you know, lots of people will tell me, you know, I've started to do it and then I give up. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything. And I remember one time a client mm-hmm. I had worked with for a period of time, she called me one day and said, oh, you know, nothing's working mm-hmm. anymore and my business is suffering and mm-hmm. this is going wrong and that's mm-hmm. and I said what what, are, what have you been doing like wh- what is your daily practice mm-hmm. and what are the things that you're doing every single day to stay on mm-hmm. the positive mm-hmm. and she just stopped I mean it was like silence at the end of the phone she said oh my goodness nothing she mm-hmm. said I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. I said well that's it you know it's, it's a practice it's not mm-hmm. something that now that you're positive well I don't need to do anything any mm-hmm. longer Mm-hmm. It's like a, an, an athlete or a person who wants to get in great shape. You don't get to good, good shape or great shape and then stop. Mm-hmm. You have to carry on. You have mm-hmm. to keep going. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It is. It's a lifestyle. Yes. So yeah, it really becomes a lifestyle. And I've uh, one of the things that has been helpful to me is that uh, something that um, Esther Hicks. I don't know if you know of the Esther Hicks. Work yeah, they're Abraham. also published by Hay House. Yes, she she talks about when you decide uh, to focus in a more positive direction, to expect the opposite, the contrast to show up in the room. <laughs> yeah, sometimes not always. So, you know, I, I think it can definitely, yes. Yes. but not always. That that sometimes is a little bit of a challenge for people to grasp as well. Yes, and, because uh, I think that can. I know that has discouraged me when the contrast shows up. And right. it's just maybe coming up for me to release, you know. Well, so. that's it, you know. But it doesn't always. It doesn't always always show up. And and I think I mean we're duality, right? Yeah. We live in a in a world that's positive and negative. And of course, you know what? We've only created it that way. Yeah. We actually live in a world that's absolute. It's neither good nor bad. We've just decided something is good and something is bad. Yeah. It's like a switch is a switch. You know, does yeah. it have a good side, bad side? Does it have a high or low? We've yeah. decided what that means. Does high yeah. mean good and low mean bad? No, we've decided it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, you know, if something shows up, you know, we have an opportunity to look at that and say, I don't want to look at it. You know, yes. I don't choose to focus my effort there. I'll just yes. choose to look at something else. Yes. That's wonderful. And, yeah. and you know, I think it's I think it's fine, you know, because you know sometimes these things reveal their ugly head and. And I, I don't think that we need to walk around with blinders on all the time. I think we just need to look at it and go, hmm. There's an option. There's a choice. There's yes. something I could focus on. Do I want to yes. focus on that? Yes. Oh, I'm going over here. Great. That's great. So what inspired you to write your Destiny Switch? Well, I was inspired because I really found that it's such a simple technique to focus on positive emotions. From mm-hmm. implementing what I wrote about in you know, making this work for you in the mm-hmm. book, Your Destiny Switch, I thought, I want to share this with, with other people. So mm-hmm. the book's b- designed in a in very specific way. It's designed to help people understand what's the nature and what's the power of your emotions. Mm-hmm. Let's understand how they can either work for us or work against us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, the first part of the book. And then I get into, well, how can you switch? When you're starting to feel the lower end of the emotional skill, how do you switch mm-hmm. up to the positive? Mm-hmm. So there's an entire you know chapter on that, and mm-hmm. then implementing into your life in a regular basis and mm-hmm. creating a, a real plan around mm-hmm. utilizing it. Mm-hmm. And 
of course, in there I share my own personal journey and things that you know I had realized, come to realize, as I was going through this journey myself. For example, the the first epiphany, which is that you can't escape from a prison unless you know you're in one. Mm-hmm. And and then another epiphany that I had, which came a number of years after I started studying personal development very intensely, mm-hmm. was that no amount of reading, going to seminars, listening to programs is going to bring you anything. Mm-hmm. It's not going to bring you a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. What where you when you want to have real transformation, you have to understand it and mm-hmm. apply it. You mm-hmm. don't even have to understand mm-hmm. it that much. Application is really Mm -hmm. important part Mm -hmm. of it. So, like, lots of people will tell me, well, I know better, and I know how to do this stuff. Well, are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And no. Well, then, Mm -hmm. no wonder you're not getting the results. Mm -hmm. And I actually got an email from a woman the other day who has been practicing and learning and studying and student of law of attraction. I mean, she's studying everybody. You know, she's studying my stuff. She's studying the Hicks. She's Mm -hmm. studying, you know, everyone on the planet. and she said, my life is still not working. And then mm-hmm. she goes into her story of why it's mm-hmm. not working. And I said, every moment you spend in, spend investing in the energy of why it's not working, mm-hmm. you're looking backward. <laughs> and you're just yes. recreating more of the same. Mm-hmm. You're going to continue to recreate more of the same. Mm-hmm. You talk about the good, and then you throw poison on it. It's like mm-hmm. you light a nice fire, and you are getting excited and warm. Then you throw wa- a bucket of water on it, and mm-hmm. you kill it. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to notice those things. I think what happens is, you know, nothing against this woman. I think what she just didn't realize she was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't yeah. realize. I know for me, I had the issue of worthiness, mm-hmm. and that was my third epiphany. Which many of us do. Yeah, a lot of us <laughs> do. So I had this feeling that I didn't deserve love. Mm. Well, you'll kill every relationship you ever have if you mm. have that feeling. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize it for a long mm-hmm. time. You know, completely oblivious. It wasn't until I had gone through a dozen relationships and I thought, mm-hmm. hmm, pattern, there's a pattern mm-hmm. here. And yeah. I'm one of the elements in the relationship with these two people. Mm-hmm. So i got to take responsibility. It can't mm-hmm. always be mm-hmm. that guy's an exactly. idiot. Or, you know. Yes, yes, right? yes. So. <laughs> so why are emotions so important, Peggy? Well, they're they're vitally important if you want to live a happy, joy-filled, successful life. I mean, whatever it is that you want, they're playing a role. Mm-hmm. They're playing a role in whatever's showing up. And, mm-hmm. and uh, like, you can have goals. You can say affirmations. But if you don't attach emotion to it, yes. you know, the, the power's not on. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's pumped into the house, but you haven't flipped mm-hmm. the switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there. And, and, like, I know in my home I have electricity pumped into this home. And, I yeah, I have the opportunity to turn on the lights. But unless I flip... Yes. Switch. I'm not going to have any light yes. experience. Oh, what a wonderful, that's a wonderful analogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how can we create positive emotions when we're not feeling positive? How do well, we do that switch? Have you ever seen a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Lots. We have, right? <laughs> or a TV show? Yes. <laughs> not too many people who have it, right? Yes. And so, like, if you watch any movies, let me think of a movie. I've seen. I went and saw The Curious Case of Benjamin Buttons. Mm-hmm. recently with, with um, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, incredible acting mm-hmm. in that movie. I mean, he's, he's a great actor. and mm-hmm. So he has to portray a role. And so, you know, in, in taking on a role for an actor, they have to study the role, what's the persona, what's the personality, what are the emotions they're feeling, and they mm-hmm. have to be able to express it in a way that's believable for the mm-hmm. audience. That's why they get nominated for mm-hmm. the awards. Mm-hmm. And it's all about emotion. Mm-hmm. Or, it's mostly, it's really mostly about emotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember watching an episode of Cheers one time, and 
and uh, Joey, you know, he plays the role of an actor Mm -hmm. in Cheers. You know, he does these different acting gigs. That's his his role. And so Joey's doing a, um, I guess, a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And the the director, you know, says something, you know, know, just stop, stop, stop. And he says, I'm going to come back when you guys really make me believe that you mean it. Mm-hmm. And he walked out of the room, and mm-hmm. and they were doing like a love scene of some, you know, some sort, and and mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, they started talking about, well, what do we have to do in order to really make this believable? Well, they mm-hmm. had to put passion, mm-hmm. passion in their body. Well, how do you do it? You fake it, right? It's like you pretend, you know, they call mm-hmm. it fake it till you make it. Act as if, and many different ways of. So if you're feeling negative, how do you get positive? Well, you got to act as if. Now, mm-hmm. what I suggest is create some tools. You know, get some tools around you to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Vision boards help mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Goal statements help with that. Mm-hmm. Having a, uh, I record what I call a power life script, and my mm-hmm. power life script is a recording. I record it in my own voice. Yes. It t- talks about how wonderful my life is. Mm-hmm. I listened to it this morning after I dropped my son off at school. I'm driving back. I'm listening to it. puts a great big smile on my face because it's like off the charts, energetically yes. charged. Yes. And emotionally charged, and it's like, you live a wonderful life. Oh, I'm so grateful for everything in my life. Thank you, God. And it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And I just talk about my relationship with my son, my relationship with my husband, my business, my wonderful clients, the people I'm blessed to serve, and on and on. And my mm-hmm. bank accounts. It talks about my homes and you know my things, my health, my you know desires. But mm-hmm. as if they're already here as if they're already accomplished and, mm-hmm. and that just puts me in that emotional state of feeling so incredible mm-hmm. so how easy is it for you to switch your emotions Peggy how is, how is yeah it must be pretty easy for you by now to switch your emotions or do you ha- ever have challenges with switching your emotions or oh it's definitely easy it's definitely easier it wasn't though it took a long time it definitely mm-hmm. took a long time because if you can imagine 30 years ago very negative you know constantly mm-hmm. it's like it's like a um, we're habitual beings, mm-hmm. and we tend to do the same things, say the same things, feel the same emotions over and over mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. I was used to speaking negatively, thinking mm-hmm. negatively, feeling mm-hmm. negatively, and doing mm-hmm. things that were destructive. Mm-hmm. And so I had to shift all of that, you know, to create some new disciplines to start to read affirmations. Mm-hmm. And there were many days I was like, oh, this stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it took a while. It's like So it's like you have gravity from the old conditioned way. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's like someone who's completely out of shape, way overweight, and they have to get in good shape. Mm-hmm. Well, at first, got to go to the gym. You know? <laughs> and yeah. And it, 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 you might not be motivated to do so. It, you know, it's... Uh, it's not something you, you're you're uh, habitually drawn to do, mm-hmm. so you do it. You know, you do it, you do it, do it, till you get to a point where it's like you can't imagine a day without doing it. Mm-hmm. That's like a girlfriend of mine said to me one day. She said, "Do you ever go a day without focusing on your goals?" I said, "Do you ever go a day without breathing?" <laughs> no, I yes. don't. Never. Yes. There's not a single day. Yes. I got it. Habit habit patterns happening mm-hmm. from the moment I open my eyes in the mor- mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. It's just like I begin, you know. It's like a, it's like a switch. I guess you know, I turn on. I mm-hmm. just start to focus on the, the positive. But there are times, like I remember, you know, last year and not that long ago, my mom just passed away three months ago. Mm-hmm. 
and she was diagnosed last March with lung cancer. Mm. And so when we got that, and we knew something was wrong with her. I mean, mm-hmm. she had been losing weight, and she was mm-hmm. in a lot of pain, and we, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the doctors were saying, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, until finally my sister called him and said, something is very seriously wrong. You need to do more tests. Mm-hmm. And he did, and then called her in the office and said, you have lung cancer, nothing we can mm-hmm. do, it's too far gone, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so she knew she was going to die. And so that was devastating. I think my mom, I talked to her every day. Mm-hmm. I talked to my mom every single day. And, of mm-hmm. course, from that point, it was twice a day, sometimes three. And she lived five-hour drive away from me. Mm-hmm. And I was going to see her every weekend. And then when mm-hmm. it was near, nearing the last two months, I was there every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there were times I remember sitting beside her hospital bed and, and just feeling really sad. And then I, there's nothing wrong with feeling sad. That's another thing I think mm-hmm. that's really important. I would never expect anyone to no longer feel negative emotions, mm-hmm. but that's completely impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute, it's not impossible. Improbable mm-hmm. is probably the better choice of words. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, you know, I was feeling the sadness, and I started thinking about, well, what's great? You know, what's great about the situation? What can I be grateful for? What's the blessing? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we got notice she was going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the opportunity to do the things and, and share some real quality time with her, find out what it is she really wanted to do before she died. You know, there's lots of people that have parents that just, boom, they just drop dead. You don't yeah. have any warning. Yeah. And so we had that warning. You know, we had that opportunity. And then for mm-hmm. my mom, you know, she had the time to say, you know, I want to leave something special for all the children, the grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was on this mission to buy everyone crosses, like mm-hmm. necklaces with crosses mm-hmm. on it, even the boys. Mm-hmm. And it was so neat because we all got very unique crosses, and mm-hmm. and at her funeral, er, everyone that was there had on the cross Aww. for my mom. And we all wear them now. Oh, that's so wonderful. But it was really special, you know, something mm-hmm. to remember. We don't need a cross to remember her, but there were a lot of blessings in it. So, yeah. you know, there's there's times where you'll feel negative emotions, but what yeah. I've noticed now is that because I've conditioned myself the way I have, mm-hmm. I can switch out of them quickly mm-hmm. or, or focus more on something that's going to make me feel good mm-hmm. if I have a more mm-hmm. positive experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're using your mind as this wonderful tool for helping you create the life that you want for yourself, right? You're mind more... And, yeah, mind and body because it's, yes. it's like it's, it's, a, in it's your a body, body experience. Yes, yes. So yes. what's the most important positive emotion for us for creating the life we want, Peggy? Well, that's a great question. You know, I, I would say that there's 12 emotions. So in your mm-hmm. Destiny Switch, I've created something called the Scale of Human Emotions. Mm-hmm. And there's 12, 12 emotions, and every one of those emotions has a, a scale or like seven different levels mm-hmm. of each emotion. And so I'll, get, I'll tell you what the 12 are. Okay. It's love, faith, bliss, confidence, harmony, calm, wonder, inspiration, kindness, abundance, worthiness, and courage. Mm -hmm. So your question was, what's the most important? Well, my opinion is love would Mm -hmm. be the most important. Mm -hmm. But it's not a right or wrong answer, I don't think. Some Mm -hmm. people might say faith Mm -hmm. is the most important emotion. Mm -hmm. And another question like that I get asked in your Destiny Switch subtitle is master your key emotions and attract the life of your dreams. Mm -hmm. Some people will ask me, well, what are the key emotions? Well, Mm -hmm. it depends. For me, I had to work on worthiness as an issue. Mm -hmm. So I focused on believing that I was worthy. Mm -hmm. And so that was an emotion that I focused on. Mm -hmm. For me, love is always important. So Mm -hmm. it's one of my primary or key emotions that I focus on. Faith is another one because 
I have known and know from experience that if you want to create something and you have no idea how to do it mm-hmm. or how it's going to materialize, you better have faith because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, confidence might be an emotion that I focus on as well because insecurity mm-hmm. was a big part of my mm-hmm. life. I think it. for a lot of us, insecurity yeah. is us. Mm-hmm. For a lot of us, for mm-hmm. sure. And and so it's one that I would choose and still choose to focus on. And so those might mm-hmm. be the key emotions that I would focus mm-hmm. on. But are the others not important? Well, sure they're important, but they may not be the ones you're focusing on at any, any mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. time. So different goals require different emotions. Yeah, that's it. Different goals require different emotions. So if it's relationship goals, well, then you might be focusing on love, kindness, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, inspiration and wonder, you know, keeping some excitement, you know. So it sounds like your book is really like a guide for, a helpful guide for learning how to work with our emotions and use them positively for ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so did you want to say something else? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So I just wanted to for you to, to talk about um, why negative emotions are so destructive. Well, I'll give you a great example of that. Mm-hmm. When I was in a relationship uh, with my first husband, I'm mm-hmm. married now to Denny, but when I was married to Charles, mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful guy. We're good friends today, really good friends mm-hmm. today. When I was married to Charles, I had this belief that I wasn't worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And so that's a negative emotion. That's poison, and mm-hmm. it'll contaminate the results. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the marriage ended that I looked back. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I looked back and thought, well, no wonder it dissolves. You know, I never really mm-hmm. believed that I was worthy of love anyways. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that wasn't really the only issue, but it was poison. Mm-hmm. It's poison in a relationship, and you have to watch mm-hmm. those poisons because they're toxic and they'll kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if I put poison in your water, are you going to drink it? Well, no, mm-hmm. not likely. And so what happens is we put poison into our careers. Mm-hmm. We put poison into our relationships. Mm-hmm. We put poison into our bank accounts or our into what we believe, you know, our our worth, our net worth is as far as uh, as value mm-hmm. is concerned, and so we've got to watch that. I, I I deal a lot with people that are, um, you know, really trying to attract more abundance into their life that have money issues, mm-hmm. and it's an area that I love to help people with. And mm-hmm. and quite often I'll I'll hear people say, well, I don't really believe that I deserve to have money, mm-hmm. and that's come from childhood. It's come from, you know, something that they've just created and they heard it, whatever, maybe once, twice, a dozen times, and they've just repeated it over and over again Mm -hmm. until it has become part of their Mm -hmm. consciousness and their unconsciousness and, of course, their experience, which Mm -hmm. validates it even more. Mm -hmm. You know, well, no wonder. Like, I I receive emails all the time from readers from my books or people who listen to the radio show or have attended my courses, and they'll say, am I destined to live a life of poverty. Mm. It's like, no, nobody's destined. Mm. It's not like you're predetermined to show up here on earth and you're supposed to be poor for the rest of your life. I don't agree with that. I don't mm-hmm. believe that for a moment. I think we're here with free will. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest things we've been given, mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. This world is abundant. Mm-hmm. There's an abundance in the universe. You're connected to it, KG. I'm connected mm-hmm. to it. Everybody who's listening to this is connected to it. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize that. Are you there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you're talking about um, how positive emotions are what really cause us to manifest our dreams. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. So it's, you know, here's the thing. I, I remember last year I was in South Africa, and I was doing this three-city tour. Flew into Johannesburg. I was there for a few days, then went down to Cape Town, then over to Durban, and mm-hmm. I had like multiple appearances. It was mm-hmm. TV, book signing. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> it was fun. Radio seminars. And I remember on my final day, because I'd flown back to Johannesburg, and I, mm-hmm. I did two more seminars on the final two days. Mm-hmm. It was the most intense schedule I've ever been mm-hmm. on, and loved every minute of mm-hmm. it. Hardly any sleep, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the final day. I said, you know, I've just had this incredible week and, you know, whatever. And I said, I can sum up this entire week mm-hmm. or everything in life by by just giving you one sentence of advice. Do you want to know what that is? What? And, of course, that you Definitely, yes, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> it's all you have to do is feel good. Mm-hmm. That's it. Feel mm-hmm. good. When you're feeling good, good's coming your way. Mm-hmm. When you're mm-hmm. feeling bad, bad stuff's coming your way. Mm-hmm. So. You know that's and mm-hmm. and it was so incredible because the audience there and they're like nodding their head going yeah mm-hmm. like I get mm-hmm. it I get it mm-hmm. that's it it it's you know so much stuff is out there today books audio programs seminars and just on and on and on complicated stuff you know do we really need to go back to childhood and love that little child from within do we need to do this do I need to go on a seven day program do I need to do a thirty eight day program mm-hmm. like on and on and on we go and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think. And actually, my next book really speaks to this. My next book, which Hay House is publishing, it's coming out in September 2009. Mm-hmm. It's called The One Thing. The, the One, one thing. thing. It's mm-hmm. W-O-N. It's how I pursued. I was in this pursuit of one thing that would fix my life, one mm-hmm. thing that would make my life mm-hmm. successful and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's, that's not how I define it in the book, that it's, all you have to do is feel good. But basically... That's all we do need to do is feel good. Mm-hmm. And when we're feeling good, good's coming our way. Yes. Yes. It's that simple. It yes. is simple. It's yes. really, really simple. Yes. That's what I find. You know, a lot of readers who send me their notes say, I really love your work because it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like simplicity. I think I have a very common sense mind. Yes, you're I very down I'm, to earth, too, in practice. Yeah. You know, I think I'm smart. I don't think I'm stupid. But I don't think it needs to be as complicated. Like, I've bought programs that I've listened to over and over mm-hmm. and over again going, what the heck did he say? <laughs> you know, like, what was that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And just listening and listening is going, oh, like, this. Is, yeah. I think what he's saying is this. Mm-hmm. And then realizing later, that's it. You know, that's it. Why didn't he just say, mm-hmm. you know, life is good? Like those guys, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of the, the whole T-shirt thing, you know, life is good. Mm-hmm. That was a very clever. That's an mm-hmm. interesting story too. Those mm-hmm. two guys. Now I had the I had a show on my radio show, an episode on my radio show called mm-hmm. um, Idea Nuts. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm going to do a whole book series on Idea Nuts. Mm-hmm. It's, we're working on the proposal right now. Mm-hmm. And so Idea Nuts are people that had an idea. Others thought they were nuts, mm-hmm. but they went ahead anyway. Mm-hmm. And these guys, and I can't remember their names off the top of my head right now, but the guys who started the, that Life is Good, that whole phenomenon on mm-hmm. Life is Good, mm-hmm. those two brothers, you know, started making T-shirts and selling them out of the back of their van mm-hmm. on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And now and people thought they were nuts. You're making a T-shirt with Life is Good, you know, created a little character like Hollow, as if anybody's going to buy that. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you know, millions and millions of revenue dollars later, mm-hmm. you know, they got a very successful thing going on. Mm-hmm. I think they were just doing what they were enjoying in the moment, I think, and just seeing yeah. what happened. Yes, you're right. 
you are so right about yeah, that. Yeah, you never know, right? You don't, you don't know. You don't know what's <laughs> going to stick. You know, sometimes I'll, like I teach a, a whole weekend event on how to make money on the Internet. And to me, it's not about making money on the Internet. It's about bringing something of value to mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And you can do it on the Internet. And of mm-hmm. course, you will make money. I think mm-hmm. if you put value out, you'll get value back. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it works. But the, my whole seminar opens up with talking about ideas. How do you get ideas? Mm-hmm. Where do you come from? How do you mm-hmm. act on them? How do you know if it's mm-hmm. a good idea or not a good mm-hmm. idea? You don't. Mm-hmm. Throw spaghetti against the wall. Is it going to stick? I don't know. You don't, <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, you pursue. But I think you nailed it. But the you, more you keep showing up, yeah. And throwing spaghetti, maybe one of them is going to stick, you know, <laughs> and it's like, and you're enjoying it. You know, That's you right. are enjoying yourself, you know. That's right. So you're getting rewarded. So so getting how are your books? I'd like to hear how you your books about abundance and creating wealth are unique and different from what else is out there and available in the marketplace, Peggy. No, that's great. Um, well, first of all, I think they're very simple, mm-hmm. and it's not just a you know a bunch of talk about you know why things are the way they are. It's okay. Now here's your understanding. You know here's here's the principle. Here's the the understanding of it, and here's how you can make it work in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, Twenty One Distinctions of Wealth was designed the way it was, very specifically because I had read a book that had a big impact on my life back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and that was a gentleman by the name of Og Mandino. Yeah. And Ogmandino, do you or do you know him? No, no, no. Okay, no. Ogmandino, he's passed away now, but mm-hmm. uh, he wrote many books, many many big selling books that mm-hmm. I think have sold millions and millions and millions of copies. Uh-huh. He wrote a book that was probably uh, the, one of the biggest in the self help industry ever, and really really big in the eighties. And that's a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World. Oh, I've heard of that book. You've heard of that book? Okay, oh, yeah. that's Ogmandino. And mm-hmm. so what Og did was that book was a you know his books were all based on a fable, and uh, there were ten scrolls for success in the mm-hmm. greatest salesman in the world. And so what Og suggested is that you read each scroll three mm-hmm. times a day for five mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. If you really want to understand it, if you really want to get these concepts into your mm-hmm. life, you've got to you know embody them. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote a book that followed the greatest salesman in the world a book called the greatest secret in the world and he said, oh yes i love that book yeah and it was just okay here's the scrolls and you could check it off right in the book read them three times a day for five weeks you know one scroll start with scroll one then go to the next one it took you 50 weeks to do it and it was fun because as you're going along you'd get to scroll number like three as an example and he would say are you still with me you know mm-hmm. most people have dropped off by now mm-hmm. and if you're still reading then you're mm-hmm. one of the few you get to scroll number seven. It's going. Well, if you're still with me, you are one of the very rare people that follow through. That this is done. You go on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I did that a couple years in a row, and it mm-hmm. really impacted my life. And each mm-hmm. one of the scrolls had a different message. And one of them was, "I will persist until I succeed." Mm-hmm. And another one was, "I will greet this day with love in my heart." Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to this day, I mean, that was twenty some odd years ago. I still remember mm-hmm. the scrolls because of you know, reading them over and over again. Mm -hmm. So when I came up with the 21 distinctions of wealth, I came up with these affirmations for myself. Mm -hmm. Really something, it was a tool I created so that I would stay focused on the truth about wealth and the distinctions of wealth. So Mm -hmm. I created the 21 distinctions of wealth. You're already rich. You're born that way. Mm -hmm. The willingness to give it all up leads to having it all. Mm -hmm. There is an infinite supply of the universe. The universe is always giving. 
When you mm-hmm. let go of envy, you let go of ignorance, and mm-hmm. on and on I went. Mm-hmm. So I'd read my scrolls, or not my scrolls, but my distinctions every day. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, I'm going to share it with people. Mm-hmm. So I created it as a file. I put it up on the Internet, and 10,000 people downloaded wow. it. Wow. And so I said to my agent, I said, oh, my goodness, people are so hungry for this. Mm-hmm. I said, I've got an idea. I want to write affirmations for each one of these scrolls so people can read them mm-hmm. 21 days at a time. That mm-hmm. takes 21 days to develop a habit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to explain. I'll do a chapter explaining what the distinction means Mm -hmm. and then do affirmations at the end of each chapter and I'd like to do a book and Mm -hmm. and so I did up a proposal I gave it to my agent she presented it to Hay House and they bought it um, on the spot so Mm -hmm. that book's very unique in in that it has these distinctions that you read 21 days at a time yes so what is the distinction of wealth? well it's it's really uh, you know something that Stands out, you know. Mm-hmm. Distinction is a word that that really represents something that sort of stands out. Not that it's necessarily better or mm-hmm. or the best. It's just that, you know, if you want to think of what's the truth mm-hmm. about wealth, mm-hmm. well, the more value you give unconditionally, the more value you'll have. Mm-hmm. That's the distinction. Mm-hmm. Wealth consciousness leads to wealth generating actions. Mm-hmm. Right now, you have the wisdom within you to be rich, and so that's that's what a distinction would be. Mm-hmm. So what do we really need to know about wealth, Peggy? The 21 things that are in 21 distinctions of wealth. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) End of story. Okay. Well, how does mastering the power of emotions, as you wrote about in your Destiny Switch, help someone to develop the 21 distinctions of wealth and attract abundance into their life? I like that. Yeah. Well, abundance is one of the emotions that's on that scale. And so, you know, it's kind of like when you start flipping your switch in the, to the high end of the scale mm-hmm. and you start feeling really good and, and, you know, you start being kinder and you're feeling calm and you're inspired and you're in harmony and mm-hmm. you've got wonder, you'll, you'll be far more open and receptive to something like 21 Distinctions of Wealth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, wealth, abundance, it's really an emotion. And you mm-hmm. think about anyone that wants more money in their life. You know, paper's not going to change their life, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the little bank notes that, that money is printed on, that's not going to be the thing that's going to change their life. Mm-hmm. Why people want more money is because what it means to them yes. or what it can bring to them. Yes. Ultimately, what are they seeking? They're seeking an emotion. Mm-hmm. That's really what they're seeking. Mm-hmm. So I say to someone, okay, well, they want to have, you know, a successful business or they want to have net worth of, well, what is that going to bring you? Mm-hmm. What is that going to feel like when you have mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to feel so calm. I'm going to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'll feel so happy. Well, could you feel that right now? Mm-hmm. Is it possible that you could, you know, pretend you're feeling happy and calm mm-hmm. and, you know, joyful right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah? All right, well, show me what that looks like. And mm-hmm. and so what are they doing? They're expressing the emotion of abundance mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it right then, right there. Mm-hmm. And so... You're always abundant. You're, mm-hmm. if you just have to connect to it, connect to a feeling. That's where, really what mm-hmm. it is. And when you are feeling that, when you are feeling that, that's when magical things start to happen mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that word you used, embodiment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that um, where you're actually ex- having the experience as if it's happening now. Yes. Yeah. So how can someone who is deep in debt let go of their fear and anxiety and start improving their financial situation, Peggy? 
Well, the first thing that they need to do is realize that they, they don't cry over anything that won't cry over them. So <laughs> money's not going to cry over them. Their debt's not going to yep. cry over them. So don't cry over it because mm-hmm. it's not going to solve anything. Mm-hmm. And remembering that you've, you've got control. You might not see what the options are right now, but when mm-hmm. you're feeling panicked or stressed or frustrated, all of those emotions will just shut down all your creativity. So you've got to mm-hmm. notice that. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would have them write out what's the opposite, you know, of, of what you're experiencing right now. So if they're mm-hmm. totally, you know, overwhelmed and all consumed in debt, mm-hmm. what is it that you really want? Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd like to have, you know, that debt all gone. And I'd like to have money flowing into my life, you know, easily and harmoniously and smoothly. And, and uh, you know, bills are being paid on time and uh, I have more than enough money in the bank, and I always have plenty of money to do whatever I want to do. And so they start to get, you know, so as they're doing that, as they're thinking about what they want, they're starting to get excited about it. So mm-hmm. what I suggest that they do is they need to create switching techniques, and I talk about that in your destiny switch. You know, create some switching techniques so that if you go to the post office box or you go to your mailbox and you find a bill there and you start to, it, it's like a repetitive pattern, right? You start to go, oh, Oh my God, the visa bills in, and you start to choke and panic. It's like stop yourself. As soon as you notice it, it's it, I call it a three-step process. One, observe. Just notice when you're starting to choke or panic or stress. One is observe. Two is to decide: is this going to help me or is this going to hurt me? So you're either going to stop what you're doing, or you're going to carry on. And usually it's harmful. So the second step is to decide to you know, decide to do something about it to change that emotion. And three is to switch. Three mm-hmm. is switching to a more positive emotion. Mm-hmm. So you could do that by asking yourself a question. Mm-hmm. The question could be, what is it that I'd like to experience? Mm-hmm. And you only answer it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Or you have your goal statement. You pull it out. I have a goal card in my pocket. I'll pull out my goal card. I'll read my goal card. I'll grab my affirmations. I'll plug mm-hmm. in my life script. I'll go and spend some time with my vision board. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll go online and start to search for, you know, solutions for debt elimination. You know, mm-hmm. whatever, something mm-hmm. to switch you mm-hmm. out of that emotion mm-hmm. and get into an, a more positive emotion, mm-hmm. more creative emotion of calm and relaxation. And mm-hmm. and so that you are opening up the, as they say, floodgates, you know, to let it come in, let the abundance come in. Mm-hmm. So it's like you create, you have some sort of a plan <laughs> so that you can when these things happen that might have your emotions go down um that you have a you can you can create a switch so that you right. don't you know i like that what you're talking about that this is poison you know i yeah. think that really helps people get it you no, know that's a strong that. word but that's right it is it's poisonous so it's like it, like in some people's homes they have a lot of medication for mm-hmm. like flu or for allergies or for you know, sore eyes or headache, you know, so they keep a medicine cabinet, right? And so let's say you wake up in the morning, you've got a headache. Well, you're going to go to the medicine cabinet, you're going to take the pills, right, to get rid of the headache. Or your allergies are acting up, you go take some medication for your allergies. I mean, I don't really fill a medicine cabinet, but, you know, I'm just thinking of a, a great, you know, example. That, yes, some sort of You know, analogy. so it's kind of like that. You know, if you're feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed in debt, Go to your cabinet to pull out something good that's yes. going to make you feel better. Yes. And it's self-care. It's just a way of taking care of you. That's realize right. your emotional health, how vital that is yes. to you. 
So is it important for people to learn how to ma manage their wealth and develop better skills for making money, Peggy? Uh, only if they want some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they, you know the, I met a guy one time who was living in the streets, and he, he could care less about that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he was very happy living in the streets. Mm -hmm. And he was he was in a bus station. I was picking up my nephew who was taking a bus in into town, mm -hmm. and he was there, you know, begging for money. And he was a happy guy and smiling and hand out. And mm -hmm. you know, could you could I have some money for some bus fare? And so I started to talk to him. He seemed like a real happy homeless guy. And I mm -hmm. said, "Boy, you're an unusually happy homeless guy." And he said, "Well, what do I have to be miserable?" He said, "I have a great life." I do what I want when I want. I go where I want whenever I want. I don't have to work to make the money because other people give it to me. I'm never hungry. There's plenty of places to go. There's soup kitchens everywhere. I'll never go hungry. He's wow. right. <laughs> i got a great life. That's what he was telling me. He wasn't really that was his easy. perspective, yes. You know, and because he was such a fun, happy guy, people felt compelled to give him money. Yes. You know, yeah. they really did. They felt like, yeah, I want to give them some money, you know. And so it was great. And he, he had no bones about it. It wasn't like he was a, a drag addict or an alcoholic who was there going, give me some money so I can buy a bottle of vodka. Mm -hmm. That's somebody who was doing it all. He's like, I'm going to get on a bus and go somewhere. Yeah. Well, I don't even know where, but yeah. how much money I get today. Well, sounds like he knew he was making a choice. Do you think he knew he, I mean, it sounds like yeah. that was his lifestyle choice, and he That's it. Was, chose to be happy about it. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Like, you, you look at, you know, how many people land at the end of their life without any money. You know, they talk about, you hear it in the media, you know, that the pension fund's going to be, you know, broke. You know, everybody's been contributing to the pension fund. Forget it if you think the government's going to take care of you later in life. And yeah. it's like, you know, we come into life the same way in a diaper. We go out in the same way in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my father was like that, actually. He died of a stroke, and it was four years ago now. And uh, he ended up having a stroke, and ultimately it was another stroke that took his life. But he had a stroke, and then he ended up with dementia, so he was childlike. You know, it was in diapers, and mm -hmm. and so it's true. And and my mom, you know, could couldn't afford to keep him in the nursing home that he was in, so the government subsidized it, thankfully. Yeah. But you know, it pretty well broke her. I mean, she was yeah. living on no money. I think it's important to take note of financially where you're going to be. I mean, people yeah. are living longer these days, and yes. and uh, not expecting that somebody else is going to take care of you. Yes. That we need to take care of ourselves. Yes, self-care. Yes. So, um, let's talk for a moment, though, about the many people who do have wealth who don't seem to be any happier than, happier than the people who have far less money. Why should sure. we focus? I mean, you've just given an example, but what are some other reasons why we should focus on creating abundance for ourselves? Well, that's true. There's lots of people who are very wealthy who are miserable, and uh, it doesn't mean that money creates misery either. Money doesn't create anything. It's yes. we. We're the ones that create the emotions that go with it. Mm -hmm. But I have found, this is what I've discovered from lots of people and from my own experience, is that having abundance allows you to live your life very comfortably and mm -hmm. provide, obviously, if if you're feeling happier as a result of that, then that happiness spreads. I think we're all in, mm -hmm. we're all connected. You know, it's like mm -hmm. energy that doesn't stop stop and start from one room to the other. And I think very we're very much like that. We're expressing energy, and our energy is affecting each other. That's why I say, you know, we're creative beings, but we're not the only creative source. 
plus, you know, there's collective consciousness, too. Mm -hmm. When you get a group of people working towards a common goal, Mm -hmm. there's tremendous energy in that, whether it's a good goal or a negative or a destructive goal. Mm -hmm. And so having abundance, I have found that it can definitely serve the greater good, humanity. You know, it's allowed me to create more products, more services, to be able to serve people in greater ways, to be able to give gifts back to people to be able to donate money to the yeah. children's charities that I love. Yeah. And I've noticed that with other people. Mark Victor Hansen, I was having dinner oh, with him. most definitely. Yeah, I was having dinner with him a couple of weeks ago, and, and we are talking about goals. And, and so I said, well, what are your goals? And he said, well, you know, my goal is, you know, one of my goals is a financial goal. And I said, what is it? And he told me what it is. And I said, you know, why why is it that? And he said, because I want to give away yeah, like a hundred million. He's got a huge goal yes. to give away. Yes. And yes. you know, and he's involved in so many different projects. I was talking this morning with a friend of mine who said Mark had just donated twenty five thousand dollars to this organization, which I've donated to as well, called yes. Just Like My Child. Yes. Which Vivian um had created I Vivian's last name is just escaping me at the moment. Uh, I know her husband's Mike Koenigs, and Vivian has a different last name, but just like my child organization is is the organization that she started. She went on a trip to Africa. She realized that there were children there that weren't living like her son was living, and she thought, I want to help these kids. Mm -hmm. And so she started this group called Just Like My Child so Mm -hmm. that she could provide proper medical care and proper education and clothing Mm -hmm. for these children who Mm -hmm. had nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what abundance can do. Oh, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful, wonderful uh, outcome of creating abundance, especially the synergy with other joining with others. There's so much more you can uh, create when you're working in synergy with other people. You know, so it's true. Just so multiplied exponentially. So, one of the most intriguing of the 21 distinctions of wealth is to have it all. You have to be willing to give it all up. Why should we be willing to let go of all that we've created, Peggy? <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's the it's the question that probably comes up more than any other question, and uh, it's not that you have to give it all up. It's a willingness to give mm-hmm. it all up. That's mm-hmm. that's the di- distinction there, and the willingness means that. Knowing that you are a creative being mm-hmm. and that you can create anything you want whenever mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you be willing to give it all up? Mm-hmm. I can create it all back. Plus, yes. plus, 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 you are not your stuff, mm-hmm. right? I am not mm-hmm. my cars. I am not my vehicle or my, mm-hmm. my homes. I'm not my bank account. I'm not my money. I'm not my investments. Mm-hmm. I am Peggy McCall. I am who I am. Take everything away from me. I'll still be me. Yes. I'm still abundant me. Yes. And I can build it all back up again. Go so the willingness yes. to give it all up is really a relaxation knowing. Yes. I have total, complete, absolute faith that I'm already abundant and that mm-hmm. doesn't matter what I have, I'm still an abundant being. Mm-hmm. And if it all went away tomorrow, I could have it back the next day. And probably in shorter time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. We have it instantly, really. Yes. You know, I believe that we're, we can be instant manifestors. Yes. An instant manifestor yes. is just by connecting to what it feels like to already yes. have it. That's yes. the instant manifestation yes. process. Yes, yes. I think, you know, what you're talking about right there, the consciousness, to me that's what yes. you're talking about, is the consciousness of abundance yes. that you have yes. awoken to. And, you know, that to me, that's, once you've connected with that, that's, that's, that's where it all comes from. That's it, exactly. So, 
All right, well, let's talk about your newest book, Be a Dog with a Bone. What inspired you to write Be a Dog with a Bone, Peggy? Well, I had written my first book many years ago and didn't have a lot of support from people, didn't know what I was doing, Mm -hmm. but I had a dream. And then that, that's what I call a bone, right? I was holding mm-hmm. on tight to that dream, just mm-hmm. like a dog does with its bone. And I ended up launching this book. It landed in 26 countries the day that I launched it, and mm-hmm. I was having great success with it. I had this big launch at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Several hundred people were there. And I said to the audience, I said, you know, I really should have called this book Be a Dog with a Bone because that's what you need to be in order to achieve anything you got to hold on tight and when Mm -hmm. i was a little girl i had a dog and she'd hold on to her rawhide bone and she wouldn't let go Mm -hmm. and you could drag her around the room Mm -hmm. i've had dogs like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're adorable you know playful of course for Uh them but they're dogged determined Mm -hmm. and so it just reminded me that you know anyone who's really achieved anything they've been like a dog with a bone where they Mm -hmm. held on tight to the dream even though others tried to take it away You know, or maybe they were even tempted to drop it. Mm-hmm. They didn't, and mm-hmm. they held on tight. Or they dropped it but picked it back up again. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, and they pursued. And so after that speech that I did, some people from the audience came up to me and said, you've got to do that book. I said, what book? And they said, the book about being a dog with a bone. Mm-hmm. I said, I was, I was kidding. It was a joke. And they said, no, 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 you really have to do that book. And so I started doing some work on it and realized there's many lessons that a dog can teach us yes. about pursuing a happy life. Mm-hmm. And I happen to love dogs, so mm-hmm. it was a a perfect uh, mm-hmm. next project. Mm-hmm. It's very different than your other books. It's kind it of is. yeah, it's more of a fun, simple, short. I mean, your other work simple to to the point, simple, practical. But this is, you know, it's just a fun read. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's very lighthearted. It's you know less than a hundred pages. Mm-hmm. It's little humorous stories in it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've had so many people tell me that it needs to get into school, so I'm going to mm-hmm. put that into the world as an intention that this mm-hmm. book is going to be in every high school. Oh, that would be great. So determination is the key ingredient to success, would you say? Well, I absolutely think it's an important ingredient to success, and mm-hmm. only from the perspective that I've, from what I've witnessed from other people that have pursued their dreams and achieved them, and from my own life, Mm-hmm. is that if I didn't have determination, I wouldn't have pursued. Mm-hmm. So just showing up every day. Yeah. Continuing to show up for yourself, right. for your dream. So mm-hmm. how important is it that we keep our nose wet? <laughs> well, if you have a dog, and you know dogs, KG, so mm-hmm. you know that if a dog's not feeling well, you touch its nose, it's usually dry yes. and, and uh, warm. So dogs, when they're healthy, their nose is wet and, mm-hmm. and cool. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for us to take care of ourselves, take care mm-hmm. of our physical body, because it's our physical body that's going to take us to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's really important to, you know, to really notice you're not pushing yourself too hard mm-hmm. and you're, you're taking good care of yourself and you're noticing, you know, if there's something, you know, seems to, you know, your body's trying to tell you, I was like, well, my mom was losing weight and getting, you know, a lot of pain. I mean, her body was telling her something. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to really notice that mm-hmm. and, and do something about it, pay attention mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And when your body says, you know what, it's time to sleep, yes. it's time to take a nap or take a break, mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So what, and what do you mean by come out of the doghouse? <laughs> well, that's that's based on uh, recognizing that, you know, sometimes we're we're feeling you know, fearful. Mm-hmm. And coming out of the doghouse is based on courage. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, even though we might feel the fear, come on out, come on out anyway and go for it. You know, step forward. You might be feeling a little bit of fear. Take some action anyway in spite of the fear, and you'll find that that's where you'll have your greatest growth. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll find mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll expand who you really are. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the most important lessons our dog can teach us about pursuing our dreams, Becky? Well, one of them is, you know, like uh, the the uh, great lesson, drool unto others as mm-hmm. you would drool into yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most important lesson that there is. You treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you see two dogs, you know, walking down the road, and, you know, they see each other and they're playful. I mean, they're usually playful with each other. But if one dog starts to attack, the other dog usually attacks back. Mm-hmm. You know, they start fighting with each mm-hmm. other, and it's not necessarily in their nature to fight with each other, but somebody mm-hmm. started it, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the lessons is to, you know, treat treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Another one that I think is one that I quite enjoy is to uh, wag your tail with appreciation. Uh-huh. You know, be happy and show uh-huh. appreciation. Uh-huh. That's one thing I love about my dogs. I go go to the bank, let's say I'm gone for half an hour, uh-huh. come back, and you'd think I'd be gone for a month. I mean, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. Up and They're down. all over themselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And so, you know, we don't do that enough. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I walk in and I know my husband and my son know I've come in the house, but, you know, they don't race to the door to, you know, wag their tail. <laughs> Not that they need to, but I think appreciation is something that mm-hmm. it, it it has a twofold effect. It'll make you feel better and it'll, the person you're expressing the appreciation to will feel better. Uh-huh. Well, it doesn't take much to get them wagging, I tell you. They're wagging their tails. Uh, they're ready yeah. for it. They look for opportunities to wag yeah. their tail, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to teach an old dog new tricks, Peggy? Sure. You know, the opportune time for us to learn is when we're young, yeah. and opportune time for dogs to learn is when they're puppies. But yeah. we don't always learn how to be successful when we're young. I yeah. certainly didn't learn it then. Mm-hmm. And so it's possible. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, need to have the will Mm-hmm. You know the desire the to make yes. the change. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you don't have the willingness, you know, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to make it a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. Got to have the desire to make the change mm-hmm. and realize that it's just you know stepping out you know one paw at a time. I call mm-hmm. it. You know, just every day making some new positive changes in what you're doing, your daily practices, and you'll see some positive results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you call this book the dogma for success. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Well, you know, it really goes with that whole, you know, conversation we were having a little bit earlier that life is not complicated. It's really simple that we need to understand, you know, how we are, why we are the way we are, you know, as beings and recognize that success isn't really that complicated, but yet, you know, our role in our own success is vitally important. So we've got to be working toward positivity or positive results every single day and and that it can be a fun and should be a fun experience and that we've got this great opportunity to dream and desire anything that we want in our life. And that's really what the dogma for success is. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think this is a wonderful little book. You know, Thank uh, you. So, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Peggy? One of the things that I've found that's been really helpful a lesson that I had learned from one of my great teachers and the gentleman who wrote the foreword for Your Destiny Switch is Neil mm-hmm. Donald Walsh. Yes. And uh, you probably know him, KJ. Yes, he was, he's been on. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he's and been on this show. Yeah. 
You're in the same area, right? Doesn't he he live in lives Ashland? in Ashland. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, here's something that he taught me, which, which mm-hmm. you know, just you know, you ask the question. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. I tend to listen to what shows up when I'm asked questions, and this mm-hmm. this is what came up for me, mm-hmm. and it, it is a great lesson that he's taught me, and that is. Whatever it is that you want for yourself, cause another person to have it. Mm-hmm. So what he means by that is if you want more abundance for yourself or you want more love for yourself, cause mm-hmm. another to have more abundance or more love for them. And mm-hmm. what happens is because you're doing it, you're the cause of, mm-hmm. you are being abundant, you are being mm-hmm. loving, then you're automatically having that same experience. Mm-hmm. Back to you, it's a very positive thing. And so like sometimes people will say to me, you know, I need to find ways, like on my radio show is an example, I need to find ways of generating more income or mm-hmm. attracting more money into my life. And I'll say, well, there's many ways to do that. There's investment groups. And then I was talking about, I remember one show, and I was talking about this investment group that I had heard that they find unique ways of, you know, building net worth. It's not about making more money, um, like income, like the trading dollars for hours. This is a very unique group. And, and so I said to... Uh, I said to her, I said, you know what, if there isn't one of those groups in your town, then start one. Mm-hmm. You could be the source. You could be the you know, the person that founds an organization such as that mm-hmm. or a group such as that. Bring some people together mm-hmm. and sharing some new ideas. Yes. So do you have any upcoming events or news you'd like to share with our listeners, Peggy? Well, I have an upcoming event, uh, How to Make Big Money on the Internet. Mm-hmm. That's a program that I teach through a weekend event. I'm mm-hmm. always running my Magnet for Money mentoring program. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are ongoing processes. And then I have a new book coming out September 2009. Oh, wonderful. Called The One Thing. Yes, The One Published Thing. Published by Hay House. Yes. yes, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So, um Please, I want to remind everyone to please visit Peggy's website to learn more about her resources for attracting abundance and to sign up for her free Achieve Your Goals newsletter at destinies.com. That's destinies.com. Also, tune into Peggy's radio show, Attracting Abundance, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on hayhouseradio.com, where an archive of the show is also available for seven days. Have a beautiful day. A warm mahalo to everyone. Thanks again for joining us, Peggy. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you.